Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Wow, that was great. All right, welcome to the show. Turn it off, Milton. No, 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 no. How's that? Better? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Are you feeling okay, Milton? I'm feeling okay. (laughs) There we go. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. (laughs) Are you being paged or no? No. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they, as soon as they saw you walk on the porch, they said, okay, now page him. Go, go, go. All right, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Trace is on the porch with us, and uh, it's a beautiful day out here at the nursery at 1604 yeah, on Road. Yeah, it is warm. It feels nice. You know what I've decided? What? I've decided that gardeners don't really care about uh, coronavirus. Well, and then the other thing is that <laughs> the, the shelves here are definitely... Not oh, empty. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you know every everybody's reporting on H E B and every other store. They're selling stuff like bad, not re- replenishing it. But obviously <laughs> here, yeah. I was I was gonna. I thought it'd be a good time to get my tomatoes. <laughs> but the in the line there. <laughs> yeah, I saw one lady with a whole wagon full yeah, of them, they the big tomatoes. They look gallon great. Size. Those gallon-sized tomatoes. This this kind of weather brings it out. Uh, yeah, garden well, out of people. Well, and then the Milton always talks about the uh, gardening hormones. But when you're yeah, like when your blue bonnets start blooming, yeah, larkspurs are blooming now. Blue curl are close. Uh, oh gosh, some old poppies are started to bloom. Yeah. So it's it's really, I've uh, I, in fact zinnias. You got zinnias here. Uh, there's, a, there's a handful out there, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got a call from uh, Cliff Bingham, yeah. one of my better volunteers, and his daughter's in town from Dallas. Or uh, He got a, one in Dallas and one in further up north and uh, wants to see some blue bonnets. Oh, okay. Well, so, so I need some people to call in. And tell me where the blue bonnets are, the ones I used to watch on sixteen oh four. Yeah. What? Uh, he's got he's got a he's got a picture on Plant Answers <laughs> of some of the best blue bonnets is red, white and blue. Yeah. Blue well, I got I got y'all topped. I actually have to send plants to Mississippi. Oh wow. Yeah, you did? No, I have to. My brother in law asked for him. <laughs> for blue bonnets? Yeah. It's a little bit late. How do you sir? send them to uh, Mississippi? I hadn't quite figured that out yet. Okay. All you do is put them in a in a box. Show really? uh, when yeah. you when you get a chance. Show Trace that uh, we've got a gardener, Bart uh, Kelly, that is a pretty outstanding gardener, and he he took a bunch of our red, white, and blues and planted them in a pattern. That's pretty. Yeah. yeah. You have to hold he, pa- he, pa- he packed them in there, uh, and 
This is the earlier picture. They're on plantanswers.com. And they yeah, you, you're going to want to see these. On, it's red, uh, red, white, and blue. And you click on the, the uh, deal that says uh, see entire gallery. The, the gallery is, uh, is uh, rotating on plantanswers.com. But to see them, see the whole gallery. And uh, my webmaster added uh, Bart's pictures at the top of the gallery. Oh, good. One that was taken on March the 8th, and then one was taken on March 12th. Just four days later, significant difference. Yeah, it makes a big difference. It's surprising. Yeah. The little container that I had was the same thing. So last Sunday... Uh, when I showed you all the picture last week, and they had like three little blooms on it. <laughs> like by Wednesday, it looked, yeah. looked beautiful. Well, uh, you, I'll, I'll show I Trace. I think Mark's got his in a water trough. Yeah, that's what it looks, looks like. Yeah, yeah. Remember, Jerry, I don't know how it was, 10, 10 or 12 years ago, when we were talking about using blue bonnets in the in a garden setting. Yeah. And we, we, we combined them with uh, pansies. <laughs> so you'd have pansy color. And then to but now, blue yeah. bonnet. Good job, Milton. And Thank that, you. And that was uh, <laughs> that was another example of a, four days can make a heck of a difference. You can go from dominated by pansies to where's all the pansies? Yeah. <laughs> blue bonnets are all covering yeah, them they all get over. big. Yeah, fast. So give us a call and give us a blue a bonnet question? report. You want to be on the radio? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you just talk to Calvin. Yeah, and... No, he can be on. Okay. Well, here. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. While Calvin is answering the question, what's going on, Trace? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so it might be time for something special. It might be time for Plant of the Weekend. Normally he's, uh, <laughs> normally he's got it prepared. All right. Okay. Great improvisation. Thank you, thank you. Oh, uh, that's interesting looking. What you got? All right, so we don't get to see these too often. This yeah, I a, like that thing. This is a ground orchid. Okay. So it's normally perennial. Uh, freeze down, come back out again, and it's used as a ground cover underneath trees. And uh, as you can see, this one's going to be in bloom shortly. So real yeah. pretty uh, orchid-looking colored flowers, purple. And uh, we got in 50. It'll grow in, grow in the shade, right? Yep, it needs to be in the shade. I think um, it can grow you, in the shade. You yeah. do see a lot more of it, like in the Houston area, but there's no reason that it couldn't be a, a predominant ground cover in our area as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, I'm going to go online and see if there's some good pictures. And it's twelve ninety nine, almost $13. Almost. <laughs> yes. And I, I hate to mention this, Trey. Oh, no. Why do you do it then? Because <laughs> uh, he likes it's to aggravate people. people. Let people. me guess what he's going to say. Okay. Yeah. How many stems do we uh. see coming out of that one-gallon <laughs> container? It's very attractive. Not enough to split. <laughs> Will you quit it? Two, four, six plants out of that. Um, and that, but, that's, but people want pretty right now. So if you split it, then it's not going to be pretty for a long time. Well, that's true. This All is right. a, this is a, remember now this I is got, a, I got a true out of it. Yeah, that's a, pretty good. You're doing this well. is a vegetable specialist. Not not a ornamental horticulturist. Yeah. So I have to remember that for the next time he does that to me. Yeah, oh here, look at that. Isn't that pretty? Yeah, look uh, look for Chinese ground orchid photos. 
See? Yeah, so that, that, I've seen that thing. Uh, I think I saw it mainly in East Texas, but uh, it, it's it's pretty where when it gets thick. The foliage is even so nice. Yeah, the foliage is nice. Too. Yeah. From a distance, it reminds me of cast iron, but with a little bit lighter Ooh. green. Not yeah, heaven for being. <laughs> cast iron plants I don't have much appeal to me, but uh, this, it, is, this is so yeah. attractive. Isn't this the first time you've had a bunch uh, of these? The first time this year. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, the first time in about three years. Okay. That's what I thought. So they're hard to find. Uh, yep, uh, to, and very unique. So it's a great conversational piece, and uh, and pretty on top of that. Yeah, or you could grow you could grow it in a container. Yep, somewhere. that's that's how I'm going to try it. I'm, and I bet Milton buys this one. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I'll leave this one up here. Bye, okay. Milton. Bye. Uh. <laughs> you don't know me very well. Uh. <laughs> He's pretty reliable at the cash register. Oh, see, I could I could actually. Are there still any more of those pots? Yes. Okay, that would be perfect for that it, if, you, if you're going to do a container. Yeah. Well, tell them about that because that's pretty cool. Uh, about the container? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I found a deal on some <laughs> earth-colored terracotta clay pots. I would say that was a good description, earth-colored. Uh, my personal, I would call it chocolate, but they call it earth. Okay. Uh, so these are wok-type pots. Yeah, and, meaning they look like a wok. They're yeah. big bowls. And... Uh, so th- that size pot would normally be you know, more than probably more than forty dollars. I found a deal, Uh-oh. and so I'm selling them six ninety nine a pot or two, two for twelve. Well, and I was here what Thursday morning, and there were people just and gobbling just, them up. And we just put them out that morning. <laughs> yeah, so I got me one. Yep. That's a, I'll have to figure out. Maybe this would be good in that. I think it would. All right. So we got that. What else is going on? Mary I- did a good job on the class. Yes. Can I ask another question you before sure he does get his little call? Uh, I wrote about the attracting and producing monarchs because they've they've gotten in our gardens, and I see I see a little bit of milkweed bloom sneaking through there. Besides milkweed, what do we? What else have we got? That uh, monarchs we got misflower. Pa- we should have misflower passion vine. Passion vine for uh, for the, the other varieties, yeah. yeah. Um, What's all those salvias? All that big bunch of plants. That's plumbago right there. Oh, plumbago. Right on the other side of that salvia. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have some zinnias. Some ver- verbena. Yep, verbenas. Uh, we got a few zinnias so far, but there'll, there'll be a lot more zinnias coming right. in. I, and coreopsis, I think, is on that list. Yeah. So oh yeah, coreopsis, coreopsis is a good one. And uh, that coreopsis is a wildflower, is a really good wildlife nectar source, too. So there's lots of stuff. Just just look at your, uh, go to plantanswers.com, look at the monarch list, or come here, look at the uh, uh, certified butterfly garden, and you'll see some of the plants that are on the list. And uh, any of those work well. Lots of them here blooming. And the fruit trees are on sale this week. Yes. Right? I think so. <laughs> I get confused nowadays. At yeah, the bottom. Okay. I, I'm, I'm like two or three ads out. And, yeah, I'll go. Look, I'll go get it. And uh, Mexican heather. Yeah, yeah. Mexican heather. Uh, impatience. Magonias. Um, oh, that your boot gardener's boot. magic, which is a great premix for bougainvilleas and drift roses. Drift roses are on sale. We got bougainvilleas out of Florida. Oh so my we got goodness. those Blooming big, up a beautiful storm. patio trees. I had to look twice. I couldn't. <laughs> 
What I, I can't identify that. But what I'm is surprised that? you can still see as colorful as they are. I might have blinded yeah. you. Oh, yeah. I, as I was driving by to go to the back of the nursery, I spotted that one way, way down there, that full... full uh, that orange one? Yeah. Yep. That's killer. I'm, I'm talking about that big round one uh, all, all the way down yep. to where the bark. It's a patio tree. Yeah. Man, that's beautiful. You know, did you mention... There, there are some here, right in front of us here. A few tomatoes. What? A few? Yeah, lots. Uh, and to, we'll, we'll be. But it's fun to watch. People love tomatoes. It's fun to watch because everybody who drew, wheels by their little cart picks up a tomato, at least one. This man's going. He's going to have a nice tomato patch. Would, what was that one that you were asking about? An early girl. I actually have it. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I didn't had, know they were growing any. I got it. Okay. Good. I hope that fellow's listening. Yeah, he wanted it. What is the attraction to Early Girl? Because it appears every year. It, it, uh, Mr. Fanick liked it because it was early. It's early. You uh, said it was indi- medium-sized fruit. You said it was indeterminate, too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. it's indeterminate. Yeah. It's an indeterminate, so it grows size. Yeah. Okay. But we also have all the recommended varieties, including the um, those that have, uh, if you have some nematodes in your soil, yeah. There's at least four varieties that are nematode-resistant, do really well. That's the way to get around nematodes nowadays. You plant yeah. nematode-resistant. And uh, between Jerry and I, we'll celebrity tycoon, THN968, and uh, the one I can never remember. Valley. Valley Cat. Uh. <laughs> I remember seeing <laughs> Valley Cat and Tycoon out there. Yeah. So the the tomato grower was a little behind. Just Is that there. right? So uh, this week there were no rodeo tomatoes. Oh, no. That's a shame. But that's that's <laughs> all right because my column on tomatoes is, uh, comes next Saturday, so that'll be. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll emphasize well, some we, of the other varieties. We need to make some phone calls then. How, how about... How about uh, Ruby Crusher, any of them showing I got them in last week. I doubt there's any left because they were in the four and a half inch. And we did the four and a half inch on sale this week for $1.88. Oh, wow. Uh, so they get to save a little bit on that. But uh, that was the only size I saw it in. Yeah, we always get that question, what's the best t- taste in tomato? And I think Jerry agrees with me. It's depending on your mood and what point of ripeness it is. But <laughs> BHN 968 and Ruby Crusher. Yeah. And they're different tasting. That's what I, I mean. Mm-hmm. I, li- I really like the HN 968, but I also like Ruby Crush. But you can tell, absolutely tell the difference. <laughs> One's got a little more sugar. Yeah. And a little, and uh, BHN 968 is a little more tart. Yeah. So very I, good. I found something out over the last couple of weeks. What's that? The six-pack tomatoes don't sell as well as the four-and-a-half-inch tomatoes. Years ago, it was six-pack, six-pack, six-pack. Yeah. And I, I guess the uh, education of a larger plant, larger root yeah. system. Uh, it's easy to get them established. The four-and-a-half-inch in the gallon cans are out selling the six-packs. Good. It, it makes it possible for you to kind of leaven that the weather changes a little mm-hmm. bit. Now, you know, it's not going to deal with the freezes or really hot weather, but you got you got such a more tolerance there because four-and-a-half-inch, you don't have to water it t- Twice a day if it gets to eighty-five degrees out there, uh, so that yeah, that's a that's a real. Uh, the last frost are over, Doctor Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Historically, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. That's a better answer. Well, right. no, there's a uh, our uh, wasn't but three years ago when we had April 
April 4? Uh, it was 5? longer than that. Was it? Yeah, but it, it can happen. I, wa- I want to encourage everybody to look at the uh, look at your uh, Mil- their website, Millburger Landscape Nursery website. And yeah. They've got, they've Mil- updated Mil- it, right? They, they, said, they, told, they told me they were doing it. They did it. And uh, let me see. Oh, here, what, here what? we go. I've, I got a, I printed out the uh, main front page. And they've got the Millburgers Blood Drive mentioned on there. Uh, March 28th. Right. From 10 to 2. And uh, then they've got some specialty. Well, and that uh, Lions Club's going to be out here for that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Lions Club will be getting uh, taking glasses yeah. and giving free right. vision screenings. And we are collecting glasses uh, every day. Yeah. Oh, they're so already. Anybody who has readers or anything that they're not using. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, just for that's good to remind everybody because if you walk walk through the house, you clean the house, you run into those old glasses. Or, my the way I used to misplace them was in the vehicles. You know, there'd be. I, I misplace them on my head. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. I stick them on my head and forget, and I end up with two or three pairs of. Yeah. Of, no, do you really? Yes. Oh, that's but funny. Bring them. Bring them in. They're valuable. Yeah. No. No. They can change somebody's life, and that's. Uh, <laughs> On the 28th, but they're collecting glasses right now, so you can just bring them whenever you want to. Yeah, that's good. What about next uh, on the website? What did you see about next weekend? Not having anything next weekend. No, uh. it's not true. <laughs> did you Let see all those beautiful plants when right over there by your bougainvillea that are all in bloom? Yeah. They're, get, they're getting there. I know. By, by, yeah, by that event, uh, they should be well. Uh, roses? Well the Rose Society is going to be Saturday, here Saturday, March 21st, from right. 10 till 2. Right. Answers to your rose questions. That is correct. And rosariums from the San Antonio Rose Society will be at Millburgers. Talk about beautiful roses blooming in your garden for a long time. You will enjoy discussing rose issues with these certified rosarians. And mm-hmm. you can, it's not a formal presentation. You can wander around, find somebody that uh, is in tune, or just show them one of the plants that you wonder about it and you ask them about it and yeah it's a it's a great great time and, and talk to them all i encourage that because every one of them is going to have different experiences with really? different roses yeah <laughs> well like my favorite's metabolis what's your favorite <laughs> and i bet you we could go down the line here yeah. and not one of us are going to come up with the same well, I'll be, uh, but i'll be surprised if they can aggravate the, the rose growers as much as Jerry. Yeah. Does, I'm sure. I'm sure they they it's, miss that. It's, it's from years of practice. That's yeah. right, being obnoxious uh, yeah. to the rose there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We want blue bonnet reports for Jerry. So call us and tell us where you're seeing Pur- great blue bonnet uh, stands. Purple martins and monarchs would be cool too. Yeah, purple martin reports would be nice as well. Any, if anybody that's got any of the native uh, milkweeds. That are showing leaves, okay. leaves and blooms, or Thanks, leaves Grace. or blooms. Let me know. I th- you know the some of the uh, some of the tropicals are starting to bloom, and those here at Millburgers are right on the verge of blooming. But I was uh, I'm a little always get nervous about uh, there being f- milkweed foliage and blooms for the monarchs oh. early in the spring like this. I didn't finish my. Uh uh, or the description of the updated, uh, re-programmed re, uh, uh, website. 
uh, okay. Because the last MillburgerNursery.com. Yeah, MillburgerNursery.com, and they've got a they've got a link on there that says information you can use, and they talk about kids' corner, photo gallery, uh, video gallery, and sign up for e news. Mm-hmm. But uh, what what got me was the video gallery. Look who who there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's Charles. That's Charles. He did oh, his video. You Charles can, who? Gone but know. not forgotten. Yeah, he lives on in video. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, MillburgerNursery.com. Hey, we're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. Give us a call. Talk to us about what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. We know you're interested based on all the people here at Millburgers. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. we got more in a moment coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Millburgers works hard to make sure that when you come there, you know you're going to find the plants that grow well in this area. You're going to find the products that keep those plants healthy and happy, and you're going to find people that can keep you in the know with how to care for those plants. And right now, we're going to talk about some of those plants. Millburgers has a big sale right now on impatience and begonias because I'm going to put those two together because right now, they're priced to plant in mass. They're just $0.98 cents each for impatience in the 4-inch pot and $0.98 cents each for begonias in the 4-inch pot. And you can get a lot of them and plant them in mass and just have an instant boost of color to your yard. Right now, you'll find Drift Roses on sale at Millburgers in the 3-gallon container, just $18.88. You'll find Mexican Heather on sale, fruit trees, and much, much more. Check it out at MillburgerNursery.com or come by and visit with Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. We'll see you there. Sugar Pie, Honey Bunch. Uh, and so if you know the reason we're going to play some of the comeback songs, the return songs, you can call us 210-308-8867. Hey, at 1 o'clock, we've got a guest. We're going to talk to Peter Lauer, the author of the book uh, Container and Fragrant Gardens. It's a nice book, lots of great pictures and stuff like that. And we'll talk to him a little bit about the ideas that went into it, maybe some of the suggestions, some great suggestions for here. It'll be a good conversation at 1 o'clock. And speaking of new websites, uh, Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care has a brand new website. And I always encourage you to go to uh, deckandpatiocare.com. But now especially, I want you to look at the project gallery because there's lots of before and after pictures in the project gallery. That's great. Yeah. So if you are kind of worried about, okay, and you, you go to the before and then you click on it and then you see what the after looks like. And it looks almost like new. 
So um, he's got the, the driveways. He's got the decks on there. So go ahead and, uh, and check him out. But if you've got a... Uh, driveway a pebblestone driveway or something that you're not thrilled with if you are uh, uh, wanting to improve that deck uh, give them a call go to deck and patio care.com or 210-822-9147 210-822-9147 got a question from the crowd does he want to be on the air okay well here you uh you talk to Calvin and Jerry and I will give the news about the events real quick. 210-308-8867. Hey, any news about events that are, were going to be today? No. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got, before I left home, Yeah. Uh, Rob DeRocha sent me uh, the latest closure. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, po- it's postponed, the yeah. annual plant sale. For the San Antonio Garden Center. All right. That's been going on forever. And uh, a lot of the garden center ladies used to bring in some plants uh, to sell, some rare plants. Uh, and so they they sent out this uh, deal. Uh, it was supposed to be on the 20th through the 21st of March. Uh, but it's been postponed. It's been postponed in the interest of public safety right? and to err on the side of caution. Our partners at the San Antonio Garden Center are postponing their annual plant sale, which is Saturday, March 20th to 21st, until for further notice. So, um, yeah. See, the, and then the gardening's essential class? Yeah, uh, what... What people don't realize about all these cancellations are that uh, these people have plants lined up. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, caution is important, too. Yeah. So. And then uh, I got I got something about from Mark Peterson or from Rob through Mark Peterson that uh, that the. Uh, the spring bloom got canceled this got, morning. Yeah, it's been today. postponed, yeah. So if you showed up for spring bloom. <laughs> Wondering why there were no lines yeah, today. Yeah, no lines this morning. And uh, I, I guess they're going to. Yeah, res- they'll do it again. Reschedule it some way. Uh, let's see. Then, uh, that, that of course, uh, that's already been canceled. Then the, the essentials of gardening class this mm-hmm. com- for this coming Monday, day after tomorrow, the 16th, at the San Antonio Garden Center on the 13th. Wait a minute. Yeah. This, yeah, just tomorrow Monday. On the th- yeah, the 16th. Uh, let's see. Uh, it, uh, Ron Cecil. Uh, uh, call, uh, canceled this, and he said, in the interest of public safety and to err on the side of caution, the above class is hereby canceled. GVST apologized for any inconvenience, but feels it's the right thing to do under the current circumstance. There you go. And I'm disappointed because uh, they had some good speakers lined up, yeah. which I guess they're but they'll, lined they'll up speak later. again, yeah. And they were also, Ron Sahill was going to, uh, can, uh, was going to uh, sharpen tools. Oh, cool. 
in lieu of uh, uh, Tom. the the uh, uh, Tom Tom uh, Tom used to sign. Uh, yeah. Sign. Hey, we got a question from Reagan on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I thought he was dead. No, Reagan's right here. Reagan, oh, welcome okay. to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Hello, good. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, oh, no, we got we got, so a, I have, got someone on right there. Go ahead, Reagan. I'm sorry. Right, well, okay. Uh, yeah, I have a raised garden bed. It was new this year. I, I planted it with some high quality uh, uh, raised garden, you know, soil. And on okay. January 19, I uh, planted beets, carrots, sugar snap peas, uh, Swiss chard. And I planted the varieties that was recommended by the extension agent, uh, okay. Danvers and Early Wonder Beets. And, and yeah, by golly, good. it's worth we're 42, 43 days later, and my carrots are about a half inch tall, and the beets are not much better, whereas the seed packet said that I should be 45 days to maturity or 60 days to maturity, and I guarantee you in 15 days they're not going to be ready. My question, I guess, is I have a outdoor security light in the backyard that's you know, basically illuminates that garden all yeah. the time at, at night. And That's I wonder no problem. if... Okay. That's no problem. If it was... Okay. Um, uh, any other... Okay. Did, uh, how, did, how, did you, how did you fertilize that garden? Uh, I used... Oh, I forget the name of it. Dr. Earth. Uh, I, mean, I think it's called Dr. Earth Vegetable Growth. Um, and I used worm castings and some chicken manure and shirt, wow. turned it all up. And, yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm thinking there, uh, let's see, this was a, a prepared garden mix, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Did it have a lot of uh, organic material in it, uh, like... Uh, Rice holes or uh, something else like that. Uh, make it, yes, make it, it did. So I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it it does, and I I'm actually out by it right now and see that it's there. I mean, it it looks like I think it was called aged hardwood, is what they said it was called. Uh, oh lord, it's got hardwood shavings in it. I'm gonna go with a yes on that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think you're dealing with nitrogen tie-up. Uh, what about two? Uh, I mean, we're talking, you're talking green beans, and you planted those at least 45 days ago. Uh, uh, the sugar snap, yeah, the sugar snap. They're the ones that are doing the best. Yeah, they're. I have them climbing against some chicken wire, and they're about two feet tall. Um, and I, yeah, I harvest, I'll, harvest I'll get them. something out of them. Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm wondering too. Else if, uh, not doing anything. I'm. Th- I'm thinking that you know those are warm weather. The beans are warm, warm weather vegetables, um, and we've had the erratic weather, so that that's probably contributing to this too. And but I would get, guess Jerry's right too on the nitrogen issue. Um, okay. The products you, well, the products you, you listed. 
if used in copious amounts and worked into the soil, uh, would have would have done the trick like the chicken manure. Uh, but uh, since I since you've got a uh, basically sawdust there, uh, I imagine it got tied up pretty quickly, and your plants are hungry. So I would I would. Uh, I would get some uh, 1959 slow release fertilizer and put on put it on and co- put copious amount five pounds per hundred square feet. And I would also doing a little experiment just to start a new planting with your green beans, and I kind of bet you will, that your newly planted well, green beans will grow. Because of the weather, they'll grow at, at the same rate that your old your old plants will. Your old plants are kind of sitting there trying to survive. Your new plants can concentrate on taking advantage of the conditions. Okay, I'm, I don't know if it matters. I, I, it was not green beans. It was sugar snap peas, and they're oh, doing yeah. the best of all everything else. And and according to the seed pack, I, I you know it was. You yeah, know, they're planted they're, at the right time. Yeah, they should be okay. Sorry. Yeah, because yeah, folks uh, are harvesting sugar peas. What was the other vegetable that you mentioned? Beets. Beets. Uh, yeah, early be Wonder beet. beet. Uh, Danvers one twenty six carrot. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they and, all should have. And Swiss chard, and Swiss chard, and they were all planted in January, and I should be pretty close to eating them right now. So I guess okay. I'm also one. Do I just chalk it up as a because it's just going to get hotter? Do I just replant no, that bed with tomatoes you got, now you or got, something? Or if you if you've got plants now, uh, but they're just not growing fast, go ahead and thin them. You know, thin them out mm-hmm. and uh, put it put on your 1959 slow release fertilizer, and you to give them a kind of a kick in the head. Uh, you can water. You should water them in with a water-soluble fertilizer, like uh, Miracle Grow, or uh, okay. if you want to use Hasta Grow, you can do that too. And uh, see if that'll kick them, kickstart them. And ne- next okay. year, also plant. Uh, try planting in uh, September. For those, those okay. carrots and things like that, because this year, this year they did very well. Beets, yeah. If the, and I don't, I can't. I'm trying to remember what the weather was like in January, but, but I, th- I think the more and more you we talk about this, that, uh, you're, Jerry's right about the nitrogen being the key. Okay. All Good right. Luck. Hey, um, keep a, keep us informed. Oh, hey, and we Will need. Blue bonnet reports. You've seen any good stands of blue bonnets when you've been driving around? Uh, uh, it seems like I have. I mean, I can't think of where it was. Um, <laughs> I know we're putting you on the spot. Not, I apologize. Not. <laughs> uh, I actually work down in Pleasanton, but haven't oh, been there. Wow. I'm teacher down there and haven't been down in the last week and a half or week or so. So they should be. Yeah, spring break. I would think they should be down there. Yeah. All right. Well, give us give us a report if you get one. Will do. Right. Thanks. Thanks, man. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, 
308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. You, you were answering a question off the air. Uh, I don't. Th- a couple of them, actually. A couple of them, yeah. Yeah, what'd you get? Jerry's answering one now. Um, help me. Oh, I, I know. One of them was identifying a evergreen plant from far distance. Oh, okay. It was at the rim. Oh, wow. And uh, one of them was uh, Arizona cypress. And yeah. then he said, well, yeah. Then they said there was something next to it that... Look, look like a little like a, a spruce, but the top the tops always died out, and uh, of course, my when you hear that you always think of Diodore cedar. Yeah, and he said, "Well, wait a minute, let me. I think I got a better picture of that." And sure enough, it looked it looked like Diodore cedar. So Stacy was taking him out to see. Oh, good. Okay. See the see the Diodore cedars that we have here. Uh, we're speculating a bit that uh, we probably have less of that kind of damage now as uh, our this, the temperatures here, global warming or climate change, or uh, you know that because that was traditionally on Diodore Cedar, the top the top would die out from the cold, and then but you'd keep it because it's such an attractive plant that it would grow uh, some horizontal branches instead. Uh, now maybe for like mine, my big one that I used for a Christmas tree, I don't remember, 10 or 12 years ago, has not shown any uh, problem with the cold. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. We're going to take a break. We've got more Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. I'm Milton Glick with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, live here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Millburgers works hard to make sure that when you come there, you know you're going to find the plants that grow well in this area. You're going to find the products that keep those plants healthy and happy, and you're going to find people that can keep you in the know with how to care for those plants. And right now, we're going to talk about some of those plants. Millburgers has a big sale right now on impatience and begonias because I'm going to put those two together because right now, they're priced to plant in mass. They're just 98 cents each for impatience in the 4-inch pot and 98 cents each for begonias in the 4-inch pot. And you can get a lot of them and plant them in mass and just have an instant boost of color to your yard. Right now, you'll find Drift Roses on sale at Millburgers in the 3-gallon container, just $18.88. You'll find Mexican Heather on sale, fruit trees, and much, much more. Check them out at millburgernursery.com or come by and visit with Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. We'll see you there. Shoe fly pie, an apple pan, don't it makes your eyes light up? Your Tommy say howdy, shoe fly pie, an apple pan, daddy. I never get enough of that wonderful stuff. Shoe fly pie, an and apple And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Let's see, we had shoe fly pie, and we had sugar pie, honey bunch. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what the theme might be. 
All right, 210-308-8867, that sound, it sounds like Louisiana food or something. No, no. You'll, you'll get it. Here's a hint. It's uh, today's date. All right, 210-308-8867. The 14th? Uh-huh. Of what day? Of what month? I mean, it's yeah, it's St. Saint Patrick's Day is not till the 16th. No, is. that's correct. It's not. So. <laughs> Today's known as something because of the uh, the date. Oh, uh, Saturday the the fourteenth is what it's known as. Of, of <laughs> true, as, as well as something else. It's, yeah. it's it's not it's not Valentine's. Now, Let me check and make sure that I'm right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Valentine's was in February, right? Jerry, don't yeah. get too excited because remember he's spent. <laughs> Two shows celebrating Leap Day. Yeah, this is, uh. this, this is right. Yeah, so yeah. I, I have some more closures. Well, hang on, I gotta, I gotta to talk about Spider Man real quick. Okay. Speaking of closures, if you want to close the door on insects, as that for a segue, on insects and stuff bugging you in your house or pests or rodents, uh, give Spider Man a call today. Spider Man Termite and Pest Control can help you. They've been doing it since 1976. And, again, I like the fact that it's talking about closing, that if there's a weep hole or something that's allowing insects to come into the house, Spider-Man's not going to just spray, treat, and leave. He's going to look and see what's causing it. And um, then he's going to treat it. So if that weep hole is open and they're coming in through there, he's going to tell you about it and uh, help you with uh, with closing it up. So. Uh, give him a call because he does a holistic approach, does a great job. Our listeners have been very happy with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control at 210-656-3721. Write that number down because they're closed today at 210-656-3721. Or just go online at uh, GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Okay. We talk about termites. Uh but you know, if, uh, fire ants are on the prowl. Oh, are they getting bad? Yeah, they, they'll be. They'll get in your building too. Um, oh, if you. How do you know if they're fire ants? Well, that's. Uh, you used to do, to suggest that you stick your arm in, there <laughs> and uh, they're rel- relative. But that's that's part of the issue. There's three or four ant species that crawl around in your house. <laughs> Termites are the. Uh, most frightening because of the damage they do, but uh, the fire ants can be real unpleasant, especially if you got a puppy or a little child yeah, that gets oh, bit. Yeah. And they, sting they, get, them. they get pretty fierce. Uh, so it's a good idea to get, uh, if you've got any ants that you can identify, like Jerry was saying, get, get Spider-Man out there and to sugar take a look ants. at them. They have sugar ants, too. Yeah, which are not quite yeah. as devastating. Yeah, you, know, know, you know what my mother used to call sugar crazy ants? ants? Mother? What? I probably don't want to know. <laughs> Liz is on the line at 210-308-8867. She's got three questions. Oh, wow. All right, Liz. So I'll, we'll answer all three, but we're going to ask you for a Blue Bonnet report at the, at the end of it. Okay. All right. All right. What you got, Liz? Have, What's going on? First of all, I have some milkweed that is that didn't freeze back, and it's tall and scraggly, but it has flowers on it. Should I cut it back now? or? or oh, no. What? don't No, don't cut them back now. Uh, because now is when when the monarchs are looking for milkweed to uh, lay some eggs on, and this is actually uh, the, the, a new generation can be created. So okay. you can you can prune right. it up a little bit to make it look better, but uh, preserve the foliage and the blooms if you can. Can we give okay. the monarchs her address so they can yeah. go over there? <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll do. The second question is, I have uh, some, I had some Burgundia, the, I think they're called Angel Trumpet. I had oh, them in yeah. the, the uh, greenhouse, and they grew very, very tall. They're about, they're in pots, and they're about, oh, five and a half feet tall with, you know, just foliage on the top. Do I need to cut them back, or... You, you're talking. You're talking about Bergmansia, uh, the Ber- angel Bergmansia. Yes. There you go. Uh, well, uh, they'll bloom that tall. They're, they're they're, get... As a matter of fact, they are blooming. But uh, yeah. when the blooms go away, should I just you know <laughs> just leave them? Will they branch out no. at all? No. No. It'll keep. Yeah. It'll keep blooming until it oh, turns okay. hot. Okay. And mm-hmm. then cut it back. <laughs> Uh, I'm hearing that you want to cut it back. <laughs> well, it's, it's just that it's this long, tall uh, stem, okay. and then right at the top, it's got all these, you know, it's got some foliage, but it's got Yeah, naked. blooms. <laughs> Is it going to bloom, that, Jerry, if she cuts it back? Food. Yeah, it will when later. It, yeah, okay. What the idea? After okay. it p- puts out new growth. And so it'll be outside when it's got some room? Yeah. It'll be, a, it'll... Put on new growth after you cut it back. Now the deal is uh, uh, the way to get more when you when you cut it back from the top. Uh, just stick that stick that cutting in a uh, in a pot uh, full of potting mix. Okay. And, and it'll root. <laughs> the potting mix should be moist, but they okay. root very very easily. Even the big wood. Okay. Every piece right. of wood, every piece of wood you cut off that bugmansia, you stick in a cut in a in a pot. <laughs> and then we'd, we'd right. like for them to we'd like for right. them to be uh, eight to ten inches long. Then you'll have uh, no room at the top of your greenhouse, and then you'll also have no room on the floor because you'll have all those. They're bad. You'll be as bad as African violets everywhere. What was your third question, Liz? The third question is about I, I have I'm making a raised bed uh, garden for vegetables. Do I need to put a weed barrier on the bottom? It's about uh, twelve. It's four by six, and it's about twelve inches deep. And I'm I'm roughing up the soil underneath, and I'm going to put you know some some potting soil in it. But do I do I need to put a weed barrier down or not? Is it is it on top of Bermuda? Yes, it is. I'm trying to pull it out, but you know how that is. No, you can't pull that Bermuda out. You, could, you can spray around the edge and get a pretty good control. I hate, I, hate those, uh, <laughs> I hate those weed barriers. But Bermuda yeah. may come up through that if, from well, the and bottom. I, I think it'll come up even uh, even if, you know, she, you, you put even the weed barrier in there. Yeah. Okay. So we, the, there is, the, the complaint I have against weed barrier is they always... They always seem to get in the way. If it's not this year, it'll be next year. And yeah. uh, you pull it up, it yeah. comes up accident. Yeah, but uh, there's yeah. some gardeners that are good gardeners that uh, do it and swear by it. So, but I, that's I don't swear I don't, at it. Right? Yeah, that I, that's what I do. Swear at it. But what do you, <laughs> Jerry? Do you ever, if you plant a new bed, do you ever use it? No, no, I never no. use a re- weed bearer. I don't either. So. Um, but uh, I'll forget it. All right. You can. I tell you what you can do. You can uh, go ahead and put your mix in there, 
And if the Bermuda uh, gives you trouble, get a product that, that contains fusillade, uh that only kills okay. weeds, only kills okay. weed, only only kills Grass. grasses. And okay. sold as a grass be gone, ortho grass be gone, and it's okay. sold as post, P-O-A-S-T. Even fusillade it's sold as. Yeah, uh, is it yeah. sold as fusillade? Yeah, at least, at least when I bought mine it was. <laughs> anyway, uh, then, then when the grass comes up from the bottom of your mix and peeks out around, uh, around your tomato plants and things like that, you can use that uh, that product and not damage the tomatoes. Now, be careful. Anything is. You need to follow the label instructions, so you may may have to just touch, especially get it around yeah. the, the edge. So follow okay. the label instructions. All righty. Thanks, Liz. Thank you so Good much. Good luck, Liz. Good the, right. Those are excellent questions. All right, James is on the line. He's, we got our first blue bonnet report, I believe, at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Oh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, listen, I was on the lawnmower listening to y'all with the head headset, and uh, <laughs> two issues. Two issues. Y'all give me an excuse to get off anyway for a minute. Um, my go. blue bonnet. My blue bonnets here. Uh, I'm between Lyle and Somerset, just south of both of them, and. Good year. My backyard, my back spread, you should say, is beautiful with blue bonnets and Indian paintbrush. This year, with the lack of rain, uh, looking at blue bonnets, they've been blooming a couple of three weeks now, but the foliage on them, I mean, they're just hanging on, and I have practically zero Indian paintbrush. My question and concern is, is on the blue bonnets. This is like the third year where my bloom has been sparse, so... How many years, I mean, will these things hang on if we don't get ideal conditions? But I don't 20, want anywhere anywhere from 25 to 30 years. Oh, then I don't need to worry about that. No, I don't think. you need to worry about the mowing the lawn, but uh, don't, okay. don't worry about that. Darn it. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear it because I thought I read somewhere, you know, five or, or seven or eight years is, is how long they were viable and. And I just haven't had a good stand in about three to five years, so maybe one of these well, years we'll hit it. Right. We'll hit it well, right. Well, the okay. the deal is, uh, the seed become less viable or, or will germinate less every year. But uh, the 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 secret is, uh, Mother Nature drops a ton of seed out there, so you right. you can have as little as a. Uh, uh, Two to ten percent germination of the seed that's there, and still have a have a very pretty display. And and okay. then of course that when that uh, pretty display shows up, that also was uh, replenishing your seed right source. Right, right, right. Okay, so in sparse years like like this, I always let them go to seed every year before I mow them down. Um, oh, good. So they put, would they put on more seed, uh, trying to, to you know reproduce, so to speak, self-preservation, no. or would no, they be no. less dry year like this? They'll be less. Okay, be less, right. less just, bloom and less seed. Yeah, but they look real. I just I just mowed around a, a small stand, a concentrated stand, and 
man, they look all dried up, like they're just barely hanging on. But um, we'll yeah. see what happens well, next year. Well, the plant yeah. could be, but uh, you'll notice also during these dry years that uh, and a wet year, a good year, the seed pods will have uh, five to six seed per pod. Okay. And uh, and when it's dry, they have two to three seed per pod. Oh, that's interesting. I'll take note of that when they go to seed then. Yeah. All right. Okay, All right. I had a second thing I, I had a second thing I was calling in about real quick. Um on the uh the music in the in the in the pie, the three point one four. Does that have does that have to do? I was thinking back on when I was on my lawn tractor and he's throwing some hints out. I was thinking back to seventh grade math, something about three one point one four over well, I don't remember what the formula was. Am that's I even it. close? Uh, you are close. You're not <laughs> You're, you're not just close, you're right. It's Pi Day. Oh, 3.14. I don't think we'd ever got that, Calvin, do you? No, I'm pretty sure by the track that you were on <laughs> that you would have. Way to go, what? James. You know how that stuck in my mind? I'm 55, and my seventh grade math teacher over there in Northside, uh, man, she was smoking hot, so that kind of made an indelible mark on me when she was talking about the Pi. Anyway, I'm getting back on the lawn tractor. Y'all have a good one. Go get back on the lawn tractor. (laughs) Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling, James. All right, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we hope to speak to Peter Lauer, author of the book Container and Fragrant Gardens, and uh, talk about some of the things in his book and just talk to him about some ideas as well. Uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. We have more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment. Live from Milberger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And heard right here on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Milberger's Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867. Well, it occurred to me we're going to talk to our guest now. He's the author of the book Container and Fragrant Gardens. Uh, I believe I'm pronouncing his last name correct of, of saying Lauer, but he'll correct me, I'm sure. But um, we've had two conversations about beautiful patches of blue bonnets, and both of them have been in containers. So it's quite appropriate to talk about container gardening today and fragrant gardens. Peter, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? I am doing very well, and I think we're the one of the first examples of gardening as it will soon be. We're doing it by long distance. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's uh, virtual. No, it's not virtual, but yes, yeah. long distance gardening. Uh, well, it's, our, hard, it's hard to plant stuff that way, but yes. Yeah. Our gardeners here in San Antonio uh, have not no, they are panicky. The place is packed. <laughs> the sun yeah. is out here. Where are you, Peter? I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. North Carolina. All right. All right. Yeah, so do you? I'm sure you experience the same thing. When the sun comes out, so do the gardeners. 
Well, yes, but the, the most incredible thing that's happening is that the future predictions for where I live is that a lot of people are going to be coming here because as everything warms up, we're about in places 3,000 feet up. Oh. oh. So you won't so be uh, under the ocean either then, huh? Oh, okay. No. And we never had 90 degrees here officially until about five years ago. Oh, wow. Oh. We could. We, uh, we, we have could, 90 in April. Yeah, we <laughs> could lend you some. Yeah. yeah, we'll send some your way. Um, well, Peter, t- what made you tell us about your background a little bit, too, and then we'll talk about the book. You know, it's going to be hard for you to believe. Okay. Try but, us. Uh, uh, we've, we've heard of them all, Peter. Up, uh, you're breaking up a little bit. At your oh, I'm sorry. So we wanted to get your background, but we we've heard them all, Peter. We're it, uh, go ahead and we're not afraid of you. What, what's what's your story that's hard to believe? Uh oh, we, we may have lost Peter. There he is. Okay, so let's we, we may we may try to call you back. Let's see if we can make this work though. But yeah, tell us your background. Oh, uh, I'm basically a um, art historian. And uh, I have a degree in graphics. I am an etcher and botanical illustrator who turned writer. Oh, my goodness. What is that now? Botanical uh, horticulturist who turned uh, lawyer. Oh. And then you wrote a book about horticulture. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So what made you want to focus on container gardening? No, you disappeared entirely. Oh, that's weird. Let's let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to try to reestablish the connection. Is that okay, Peter? Okay, let's see. Al, uh, <laughs> give him a call right back real quick. In the meantime, uh, 210-308-8867. Okay, <laughs> Calvin's going to go see if he's here at the nursery, and we can get him. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. The book is interesting. Uh if, uh, if you get a chance, look for it online at Amazon, local bookstores. and just contains lots of pictures and information about different uh, plants, some of which we talk about. I have a feeling we could introduce Peter to some stuff that, uh, that he's not familiar with, too, yeah. from North Carolina. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's a neat book, and uh, we'll talk to him in just a second. Okay, you gotta... I've got some more closures. Okay, we'll do as from, many as we can before from, Peter gets back. From the Master Gardeners. Okay. Uh, we did GVST canceled uh, Monday's presentation. Right. And uh, I was looking through my uh, scion the, that I get from the Master Gardener, and they said they're the B, BC Master Gardeners, BC, I don't know. Bear County. Oh, Bear County. There you go. Thank you, Mr. It's Pi Day. Bear County Master Gardeners monthly meeting which was supposed to be on Thursday, March 19th, has been canceled. Okay. And finally, Spring Cultivate. You know, we talk about Cultivate every year. Yeah. Scheduled for Saturday, March 19th. Wait a minute. They just said Thursday was March 19th. Anyway, Cultivate scheduled in uh, in the March is canceled. Okay. It is with heavy heart that we have voted to cancel the first cultivate ever since its beginning. 
refunds will be arranged. I don't know All what right. that means. We ha- we hope to see everyone at the fall cultivation. Cool. All right. Okay. So 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yeah, and what's best to do is just go to websites where I'm sure these things are announced, yeah. too. If you have any questions, uh, they'll probably be posting them on the website. Well, I'll still reach them back out to Peter. Okay. I'll see if we can reach him again. Now, I'm, I'm he wasn't scared. in the restroom, I guess. Yeah. I'm, no, he wasn't there, but I'm scheduled to give a <laughs> presentation on uh, um, uh, attracting and raising butterflies down there in Floresville at Jack's on March 30th, and it's uh, sponsored by the Wilson County Beautification. Oh, group. good. Uh, and as far as I know, it's still, uh, still scheduled. So uh, if you're down in that area and want to uh, talk about butterflies, and, of course, I know the monarchs have uh, showed up. Some of them have showed up down there, too, just like San Antonio. We'll do that. That's at uh, 6.30 on March 30th down there at Jack's Restaurant in Floresville. Cool. Right. You, you're not going to pull more than 500 people, are you? Uh, no, we're going to limit. Limit it to limit it. Well, it's not. Right. It's Floresville. It's not San there Antonio. Hey, Peter's go. back on the line at 210 throughout. Well, he's, we've called him, so it doesn't matter the number. <laughs> Peter, it sounds like we got, Al says we got a better connection. What do you think? Well, uh, no. But, uh, <laughs> it's still cutting out a little bit, but we'll we'll we'll. We'll muddle through. We'll, we'll interpret what you're saying. We Sometimes we get do much better than our uh, uh, people on the uh, interview that we're interviewing do. You, right? you, know, so, so, you know, he's in North Carolina, so he may have a, a old phone system. Oh, don't that. make fun of people from North Carolina. <laughs> Peter, he's a lawyer, too. Don't get him angry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, Peter, let's try again. Uh, why did you uh, decide to uh, author a book on uh, container gardening? Anybody that I know who is going to move into an apartment or a condo, if you're into gardening, get one with an outside balcony or overlook. And you can grow a lot. In a container, the problem is finding a large enough container to do a job. Yeah, that's that's the key. And we, we um, here, go ahead, Calvin. Well, I like the, the, we 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 promote that idea too of container gardening. It really uh, makes on uh, some plants it's much easier to do. You can, you know, we have water issues here, so it's easier to control the water oh, you absolutely. need. Absolutely, yeah. But I like that uh, the you, you, the topic of your book gives it a little uh, more interest in there. The fragrance and the blooms. Uh, you, you know, you people who have been used to gardening. Then suddenly say, "Oh, I'll have to retreat to a few containers." But if they can retreat to containers, every one of them has a fragrant yeah. plant in it. Or Jerry and I are always tell, trying to tell people which are the fragrant roses. And so, if they've got three three plants, uh, three roses there, and they're all fragrant, uh, it's really pretty exciting. I have yeah. a French bourbon rose in a container that measures about. It's about 14 inches across, and it's made out of 
play. And that's the thing you have to people understand, that clay pots, if they're properly made, do not break in the winter. But what happens is people don't want to pay for something that's really well made, so they get these rip-off containers. And if there's an airspace in the clay and water gets into that airspace and then freezes, it's inside of the container. How do you deal with that? How do you you just you pick, well, pick you an expensive one or what? The quality of the pot, you, I guess. Containers, yeah. wow. you get containers that have been made by craftsmen, and um, you go to the garden center and say, "I want a container that's been made by somebody who knows how to stroke clay." Hmm. And I have in dwarf maples, I have perennials, I have all kinds of things, and I'm here in the mountains and. We- until here, have a winter. And um, I haven't lost a pot in years. Hmm. So, so it's just something you so have to can I, on. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. No, I was going sh- to ship him some of my broken up pot pieces. Oh, okay. what, what else were we, we going to send him? Over? Oh, the 100 degree temperature. Yeah, you won't have to worry about that freezing ever again <laughs> uh, with what we're going to send you. Uh, Peter, well, uh, you've got some. How did you kind of pick the ones that you put in there? Because well, I saw almost immediately you picked some that we talk about all the time. Uh, and then we probably have some that we could introduce you to in North Carolina. Well, I originally wow. came from uh, come upstate New York and there where we lived. Uh, and to everybody in the outside world, upstate New York is anything outside of Manhattan. And we lived in a place called Sullivan County, and the winters, we would get up to nine feet of snow, and the temperature would go down to five below zero. And we just didn't get any longer. You couldn't garden. You had to stop. So down here in North Carolina, you get four seasons in the mountains around Asheville, but you get a growing season that is about nine months. And with yep. containers, if you have a little hobby greenhouse, that's all you need to have stuff to flower all year long. And you just bring a pot of purple stuff in and put it in the center of the dining room table, invite people over, and they can't believe it. You know, Peter, we're, uh, we're, we're really into butterflies now here in uh, San Antonio, especially we're trying to help right. Uh, uh, strengthen the monarch population. I, I, I think in some of your plants well, in your book you mentioned. Uh, you broke up, the, and I, I missed the entire your entire conversation. Oh, okay. Try again, Calvin. Okay. Well, we're we're into uh, here in San Antonio. We're we're into butterflies quite a bit. Where especially gardeners are trying to do their part to preserve the monarch population, and I was. I was thinking. I think even uh, even the people that gardened in containers, uh, you know, you could you could contribute uh, to that uh, situation too. Some of some of the oh, I look at tropical milkweed and some of the and mist flower, uh, porterweed. A lot, a lot, a lot of the plants that are great nectar sources or or places where the butterflies will lay their eggs uh, also would do well in a container. Is that uh, 
uh, a theme that that you think might be consistent? Well, you grow in containers because it means if you don't have a garden outside, you've still got a place for the butterflies to come. And that's one of the things we have on our deck. As soon as they can fly, and I've got stuff blooming like Totora that I've started in the greenhouse so that by the time our heliotrope that it gets outside here, it's already in bloom. And a lot of thing, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that many of the plants sold as annuals are really perennials from warmer parts of the country, and they bloom the first year from seed. So you go to a book like mine and just, you know, just go to the greenhouse or go to the garden center, and you want plants that are going to draw butterflies and anything with scent. And if it's red, they'll be there. But they fly to almost anything. You know, it'd be fun, and I don't know if this is... I'm sure it must exist someplace. We have a certified butterfly garden here at Millburgers. Uh, it'd be fun to have a certified butterfly garden with containers. Oh, that is a good idea. I'd like that. Yeah. yeah. Peter, I got super interested in containers because I had a backyard that had a big pecan tree. So if I wanted to grow anything, and so wherever there was soil, there was shade. And so, but I had a... a few places on a cement patio or concrete patio that, that got sun and so I started doing container stuff in there and because that's where I could do it and I kind of kind of learned to get better at that than I did at the other stuff that I did so there's it gives you a lot of options well it's wonderful and then the other great thing about it is people get bored in a very short time standing thing got four or five blooming containers, you can move them around, just like you arrange furniture in a room. And then you can find a place somewhere at the back end of the property, and when they stop blooming, move a container out there and bring another plant that you picked up at the nursery and put in a pot, and you've got flowers. Very cool. All right, and so now do you have... Something does Peter have whopper begonias in a? Yeah. In, oh, he does. Oh, have you tried the whopper begonias yet in a, in a container? I'm not. In, I've not. I've got a publicity release on them, but for the last year I've been working on writing a couple of books. And when that happens, you know the outside disappears, and you depend on your wife and neighbors to take care of it. No. Okay. Uh, I'll have to send you some pictures, and we actually have begonias on sale too here at the nursery. Well, I'll put them on so, my website. Oh, good. Well, yeah, you may not want my picture on your website, but <laughs> I, I will send you a picture. Can I send him a picture uh, respectfully? Uh, do you think uh, my blue bonnet is? Yeah. A, oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to send you a picture of my blue bonnet, so you can spread well, red, white, and blue blue bonnets uh, throughout he, the world. Is he worthy to to have a, a picture <laughs> of the Texas state? Well, you know, I love blue bonnets because I've been west quite often, and we do okay. have them here. Have you have you seen red, white, and blue ones? Yeah, growing <laughs> in the same garden. <laughs> yeah, so I made re- him choke. I know. All right, Peter. So get ready to to knock people's socks off, and we'll we'll get you if you like them and you want to put them in your next book. Thank we'll uh, 
We'll get you some connections. Peter, thank you so much. I'm sorry we had a bad connection. Oh, that's all right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll keep talking. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, just, you want the, to the book again, yeah, yeah, from the Homegrown Gardening folks is Container and Fragrant Gardens, How to Enliven Spaces with Containers and Make the Most of Scented Plants. It's a fun book to look at. Lots of great suggestions uh, that, that uh, you'll enjoy looking at and uh, lots of great options that we have right here at Millburgers. Thank you, Peter. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Take care, too. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Millburgers works hard to make sure that when you come there, you know you're going to find the plants that grow well in this area. You're going to find the products that keep those plants healthy and happy. And you're going to find people that can keep you in the know with how to care for those plants. And right now, we're going to talk about some of those plants. Millburgers has a big sale right now on impatience and begonias. Because I'm going to put those two together because right now... They're priced to plant in mass. They're just 98 cents each for impatience in the 4-inch pot and 98 cents each for begonias in the 4-inch pot. And you can get a lot of them and plant them in mass and just have an instant boost of color to your yard. Right now, you'll find Drift Roses on sale at Millburgers in the 3-gallon container, just eighteen eighty-eight. You'll find Mexican Heather on sale, fruit trees, and much, much more. Check them out at MillburgerNursery.com or come by and visit with Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. We'll see you there. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, this'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. You write the book of love, and do you have faith in God above? Yeah, of course, that's Tom McLean's American Pie on Pie Day. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866 Hey, uh, again, Calvin mentioned uh, earlier about the uh, uh, Purple Martins, and if you are... Uh, are interested in purple martins or hummingbirds or squirrels or whatever is migrating through sparrows if you're interested in sparrows there you, can, you go uh, you can uh, go over there at wild birds unlimited and talk to kyle and uh, maybe even bill will be there you can talk to bill and uh just uh, have a have a good conversation about what's going on and how you can build a sanctuary in your own yard with uh, some of the stuff that they have there, the feeders, the uh, the houses, things like that. They have bat houses there, too, I think. Oh, yeah. If that's your style, you can do uh-huh. that. And uh, it just, what I like about Wild Birds Unlimited on Hebner and Northwest Military is the attitude of the folks that are there. It's not just a business to them. And I know this sounds cliche. It's truly a relationship. And you'll see that as soon as you go in. Stay there for 15 minutes and you'll see someone who's been there tons of time. And they welcome them in. It's like cheers, but for birds. Uh, it's like chirps. 
They should call it chirps. So uh, anyway, go by and visit there and uh, say hi to Kyle. Yes, is, he, is he hitting a bottle someplace over there? <laughs> you don't Jerry? like chirps? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was pretty good. Thank you. I just uh, uh, didn't expect it from you. You've been uh, so reserved until uh, day uh, today. Okay. It's at Hebner Road Northwest Military in the Almas Creek Shopping <laughs> Center. And uh, you can uh, just go by and visit with him. You'll like it a lot. Wild Birds Unlimited, uh, 210. 265-6654. If you go by, uh, tell Kyle my ideal to, uh, idea to change it to chirps and see what he, he likes. Can I, make, <laughs> can I make a pitch? Sure. Uh, if you, if you want to really uh, get some variation and attract some new species, try one of those uh, suets that are pepper-flavored. The suet will bring in the insect eaters, and the pepper-flavored... It will keep the squirrels off of it, so you got a <laughs> you got a suet uh, a block that stays there a while, and then you get the you get the woodpeckers. I went up from to three species of woodpeckers. You know, you don't know exactly if that's what's causing it, but no. uh, three species, and then there's the uh, the wrens mm-hmm. uh, come to the insect feeders, which I mean they and they eat upside down. Yeah, the they pick upside down. <laughs> uh, woodpeckers that kills me. And, uh, just a lot of different species, something different to try, and very, very effective in, ter- in terms of uh, uh, not hurting the squirrels, but just uh, they lose interest in the suet if it's pepper flavored. Yeah. Birds love it. <laughs> Look what I got from my Birds Unlimited store the other day. Oh, we got an email. I get a. Whoo! I got a. Once of you. <laughs> Oh, watch the Wild Birds Unlimited uh, owl cam. I want to see that. Uh, <laughs> well, you can have that right up, Milton. Okay, I'm going to go look for it online. That's uh, I want to see well, the Well, pro- wait a minute. On the back. On the back. That's the next page. All right. Does it, does it give an email? At, uh, it says visit our website. That's where to click on. Oh, uh, you click on it. For the, oh, yeah, on this page it does. Oh, okay. Look, this is from the folks at Hebner and Northwest Military. It talks about Kyle Odom, franchise store owner. Yeah. So yeah, go go by and uh, check out the website and see uh, about the live streaming. Or I'll uh, we'll call maybe reach out to Kyle and find out more <laughs> about that. Yeah, I got that the other day. That's very cool. And I'm gonna go see if the Purple Martin cam is up yet, so we can see the little babies. See them thought... fi- fighting with the sparrows. Yeah. Do they have a sparrow chirp, cam chirp, over chirp, there? Chirp. No, I don't think they do. What? I think somebody took the sparrow cam away. I imagine if they had the blue, uh, the Martin cam up there. Yeah, though they might if they have them. Yeah, it might be a sparrow in there. I will go. Oh, that'd be horrible to watch. Uh. Calvin, you said we, they we just they uh, kill the purple martin. Those, those of us that are uh, na- native uh, animal advocates, we just don't uh, we don't appreciate those. Uh, They're from brown, England. They're English sparrows. sparrows. I know. We should That's do. England, yeah. They, they, they do very well over there in England. We should have done a, I didn't think about this till now. We can do it on another day. Uh, uh, either strangest thing or best thing you've ever grown in a container. Like I, I, like I grew the, uh, what was it, summer August beauty gardenias? Yeah. Yeah, for a long time. But I only really could have done it in a container if yeah. I'm right. Well, even tomatoes are easier. You, you know, we... Talk about years when it's hard to get a, a yield out of the tomatoes in the garden. A lot of times the tomatoes in the containers are doing fine. Yeah. Pe- yeah. I always have better, much better luck with peppers in the in containers, no, too, yeah. than, in, than in the garden. 
So yeah, there's but a. You just gotta water them. You gotta yeah, water the, them judiciously. Copious amounts of water. <laughs> I yeah. started to ask that the bird, the guy. Container yeah, I wish guy. the connection was better. Yeah, what, what, what kind of uh, fertilizer do they use in the container? Oh, that's that, a, been a great uh, question. that was a weakness of the. We didn't have a good connection. No, there we could have done a lot more. We could have talked about. I was hoping. Well, we'll we'll visit with him again. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. Yeah, y'all recommend the uh, Tiff Blue blueberries, and those are container only, right? Yep. Yeah. I think of anything else. Uh, well, they did fine, and uh, my peach orchard in uh, Lufkin, Texas. Yeah, which is a little <laughs> different from the... Okay, yes, sir. And we're talking about uh, your Milton's from Louisiana, Mm -hmm. originally. And so we're talking about this coronavirus, you know. And so the Cajuns have come up with a uh, hand sanitizer. Oh, man. (laughs) Tabasco sauce. Uh, Yeah, not only does it kill germs, it also prevents you from sticking your fingers in your eyes, uh, nose, and mouth, and other places a second time. uh, That's probably true. A second time. I like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I thought I'd bring that to you. Yeah, I bet that's still on the shelf. Make hometown. Uh, okay, I'm looking for the purple mountain. I, I was thinking your story about the uh, uh, pepper that uh, the guy wouldn't promote on. Uh, yeah, that was Medved. Uh, Medved on. Yes, that, <laughs> uh, that uh, cream that. Uh, it was a capsaicin cream. Capsaicin cream, yeah. Yeah, that he. Um, that, that capsaicin is a. Is a chemical that makes peppers hot. Yes, I think everything was fine until they went to the restroom. <laughs> As he tells the story, he said that was it. <laughs> I had I had done it with, with promoting food on the air. <laughs> That's funny. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Oh, it's not up yet. What the live, live the purple martin nest is? Uh, this is still the. 2019 Purple Martin Nest. I want to see the 2020. Well, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not here yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know where the Conservation Association is. Let's see if they give an address. Well, I don't know where the web. I can. bet. I bet. I bet the Sparacam would be up. Oh, people would enjoy that. Yeah. Richard's on the line at 210-308-8867. Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Oh, good. On, on specific containers. Which What you got, Richard? What's going on? Yes, are you familiar with the uh, contraption called the Earth Box? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard, I've seen all those. Okay, I have what, a couple of those. What is an Earth Box? They're they're hydroponic deal, aren't they? Um, it looks like a re- old fashioned recycling bin. If you remember back in the late right. '90s, and yeah. it uh, it's got about a two inch holds two two gallons of water at the bottom and about six right. quarts of soil, and you put a couple of plants in there. And I'm wondering and you what fill, you fill, fill the water up periodically. Correct. And wondering what best tomatoes would be suited for such a container. One of the determinant. Yeah, the smaller the plant, the better. Uh, so that would mean, uh, if you were looking for a cherry, that would be a 968. Uh, or BHN 968. Yeah. You know this uh, this new rodeo tomato. Is a semi-determinant or determinant too? It's not. It's not huge. I was trying to remember. Well, uh, HM uh, 
8849 was not huge, was no, it? No, no. That was a, they're, they're, all, they're all yeah, semi-determined. Yeah. So if you get one of those rodeo tomatoes, you're probably okay. Yeah. And you have plenty of those in stock? Uh, I'm sorry? You have, you have uh, rodeo tomatoes in stock? Do we have any in stock? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think I, we have all the older varieties. Yeah, we got all the... Uh, Let's but, see. We looked at two the today, six o two, and and then we used to, we got there were for, there were four four fours and uh, valley cats and all and uh, tycoons are all there. Yeah. Uh, the most recent one, uh, the fish one, uh, uh, the fish one, red, red snapper, red snapper will be replenished. See, uh, that's why I put that fish on the right. That's what they're going to remember. I want the tomato with the fish on. It. That, that that one will be uh, back in stock on uh, Wednesday, probably. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, folks. Thank you much. Okay. Thanks. All right. Good luck. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Do you still have any topsy turvies hanging around the house? Um, I, I want to try something in it. I won't tell you what it is because you'll poo-poo it. Oh, okay. All right. But if you find any I might time. have some. I, I think the problem, we have them in a warehouse. Okay. But the problem is, as they all get older, they deteriorate, come, oh. a piece, come to pieces. Oh, okay. But I can check. All right. Josie's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Josie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing just fine, thank you. How about yourself? Good, doing well. What's going on? How can we help you? Okay, I have um, St. Augustine grass, and it is infested with onion, the onion plant. You know, it looks like green onions. But it also has every other kind of weed conceivable. And so I want to apply a granular product and I want to know which one. Um, I was told that I needed to put in a um, pre-emergent. Is it too late or not time yet? What, when do I do that? Well, it's absolutely too late for those that are growing. Now, is that is that onion that's growing, does it smell like an onion? Or is it a rain lily? Because the rain lilies are booming up a storm right now or are growing <laughs> in the lawn. Are you talking about the ones with the white flower at the tip? Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they've already, those flowers aren't showing anymore, but the, 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 the stems the of the, the stems yeah. are still there. And I tried to treat it with a, a product that's specifically for that by Roundup, and it didn't really phase it. It didn't. So, no, those, those, gotta, those lilies are hard to kill. Yeah, and uh, the another thing about that is the this time of the year the weather is and timing is so important. Uh, you know how high the temperatures are and everything, but so, sometimes it's best just to enjoy the rain lilies and ignore <laughs> them because they they are hard oh, no. <laughs> and, and they don't uh, you know they, they don't really take a lot from your lawn if you keep the lawn mowed. They're just down there. What other, what other weeds do you have? Do you have? A, you said you had a lot of weeds. Every conceivable weed that you can imagine. I mean, they're all different and, varieties. And, Some and, look and like dandelions. Uh, <laughs> others, uh, okay. You know, they're, it's just they're in the St. Augustine lawn. Yes. 
Okay. The, There's some the, Bermuda sections too. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we have a product here that's called Weed Free Zone. That weed, uh, that weed, weed free. free Zone. Z O N E. Right. And, got it. Uh, it comes in uh, a uh, hose end spreader. Uh, you can buy the concentrate if you want to mix it and use your own sprayer. But uh, and it'll it'll kill kill all the broadleaf weeds, like it looks like dandelions and things, and, and not hurt your grass. There's, it's not a granular it's though. It's a, no, it's not a granular. It's a spray on. But on that hose and sprayer, it's really easy to use and yeah. effective. Yeah. Now. Oh, okay. I was hoping to really use my spreader and use a granular. Well, um, if you do, you have sand, do you have sandburrs and and uh, crabgrass or crabgrass? Yep, I have that too. Because good for a good girl. That's what, what we're applying uh, pre-emergent herbicide now is to prevent sandburrs and to prevent crabgrass, and that's granular. You can use dimension or a maize, and you apply that with your spreader. And that prevents them from germinating. I don't want to get you. you, you, you. But that doesn't kill the ones that, that are there. That won't affect the ones the ones that are there. Next f- summer, at the end of August, if you want to prevent those that are there in the, the, this winter, you, th- that's when you apply again that dimension. That that'll prevent the dandelions and and the other ones. Won't prevent the uh, rain lilies though. It or won't. Well, isn't there anything that can? I mean, I, I, it's all interspersed throughout, and it's a big piece of property too. So um, that's why I thought granular would be easier to spread with a spreader. But you're saying that this weed-free zone is a liquid? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And but it's a, on a hose-in sprayer, so it's okay. Pretty, I I, I have one use. of those. So what is that going to take care of? That's going to take care of all of those dandelion-like weeds, yeah. bed straw, thistle, uh, that uh, broadleaf bigger uh, bigger's lice. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know what effect it has. It may it may it's even got affect two, rain lilies. Yeah, it's got two four D. Yeah, it may affect the rain lily too. Okay. You can you could experiment with. That's one of the good thing about the product. You can get a small. Small container, if you want, even a one that you can spray by a hand crank, but or you get the hose in sprayer and use it. And you, 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 if you got dandelions and everything, you go ahead and do that and and see if it doesn't take out that uh, some of your rain lilies. But if you try to kill those rain lilies now, you won't have rain lilies next year. I don't want to have them because. <laughs> You know, when they go to seed and then they produce, I try to pull them out before the, they go to those black seeds, which spread. No, and then, you can't pull them out. Well, you Gosh. can pull them out before it goes to seeding. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, they've got a taproot on them. And you notice that? I, pulling them out? I know. You, you can't destroy the root, but at least I can stop from more seeds going, oh, you know. okay. Well, no, it might, might be easier if you do like Jerry and I did and just declare that we we really like them. Yeah, absolutely. They're part of, they're part of the sustainable winter lawn. Uh. <laughs> they, 
they pop, you know, they pop up overnight. You can cut your grass mm-hmm. and then yeah, days after later, the rain. <clears throat> what? After the rain, they pop up, right? <clears throat> yep. Well, I I don't think mine care when it whether it rains or not. They <laughs> still pop up. Okay, what, so how, how, are is, the seed are the seed on the top of the plant? Does it send up a shoot, a little a spry shoot, and they have the seed on the top? First, it's a little white flower, and then it turns into these little. It looks like black pumpkin seeds. There and you go. That's, and that's when uh, you know it reseeds itself. And so, I haven't taken. That's up on a long stem, isn't it? Yes, very long. Okay, what you need to do before before it goes to seed is to mow it mow it uh, short with a a, a, a grass catcher. You know, one of those that catches the grass. Yeah. And that'll catch the seed, so you won't have to try to pull it up. Well. But it doesn't take care of the plant that's already in the root system. Right, that's, right. That's true. Yes. Yeah, but maybe well, this uh, uh, weed-free zone will experiment yeah. Experiment with it. Get a small contain, uh, container of it and experiment and see if it doesn't meet <clears throat> your needs. All right. How quickly, how quickly will I notice results once I, uh, once I spray it? Do I have to water it in some more? Or no, that, no. This oh, is okay. this is another real advantage of it, you know. We so love is a, we is love this some a of these product other I can get at Home Depot or what? No, no you can get it at Millburgers. Uh, oh, uh, that's I a would, long way from my house. Where are you? Are you by Fanix or Fanix? What or part of town did you live in? I live in uh, Northwest Military Lockheel Selma area. Oh, between Hedner and Wurzbach. You're not that far, Josie. <laughs> well, you're well, relatively you're close to Rainbow, Rainbow, Garden. Rainbow Gardens, isn't it? <laughs> I and, was and hoping you were to get Scott's weed and feed or something like that. That I, <laughs> but that, that won't doesn't, do any yeah, good. That, doesn't, that won't do it. <laughs> okay, so okay, so this this container, how far? Because I think I have like five thousand square feet to to, to do. Well, so, the, yeah, the label, label said, will tell I you. I suspect that. it's. Uh, you probably get well, depending on the size of the container, you get one uh, at least one spray out of it. Couple, two or three, you, you yeah. may get out of it. Josie, I got to run to the next caller. Okay. Okay, so you, okay, so you think I, that one container okay. will cover five thousand square feet? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Check the container. Check yeah, the look container. on the label. Right. It, well, it should I guess stay right on the front. Thanks, Josie. Thanks. You take care. All right, 210-308-8867. You might like this call, Jerry. Beth is on the line. Hey, Beth, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Very well. Um, I'm sorry for people who don't like native plants. But anyway, my question was about Purple Martins, and it's really kind of for Calvin. My daughter and son-in-law live in Beeville, and it took them about three years before they started having the Purple Martins come to their yard and been so excited about it and everything. Well, recently, when she just happened to be looking out at the Martin house and enjoying seeing them around there, a hawk came in and got one of the Purple Martins <laughs> off the off the front porch of that little house that they have, you know. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, and it just was just broke her heart. And so she wondered if do Purple Martins mate for life? They they mate for life if it's convenient. Well, they she was, uh, but you know what they'll. They won't. They won't spend a lot of time mourning. Uh, they'll. Okay. They'll, they'll find. They'll find another. They'll find another mate. Okay. Depends on what time. You know, like if they got the hawk got them now, they they probably find a mate this spring. But that's yeah, well, that's another. That's another issue. Yeah, we've got Cooper's hawks that we love, and the Cooper's hawk uh, has a tendency every early spring to come banging into the house. Chasing after, mostly chasing after English sparrows, but also chasing after the martins. Oh, but then they, they, my, in my, my Cooper's hawks, or maybe I just wish this happens, uh, kind of give up on. You know, there's easy, easy pickings, so they don't spend all their time at the martin houses. Yeah. So. Oh, they can go somewhere else. Well, yeah. Anyway, what? Well, yeah, my my daughter was. Really upset about it because he was just enjoying watching them. In fact, yeah. they have enjoyed hearing the Martins I, talk to them. You know how they chortle and all of that. So then she. I felt had the like, same same kind of feeling last spring when I w- saw a starling <laughs> attack a female Martin. She was defending her apartment, but and be, before I figured out what was going on, I'm trying to get the house down. That starling had killed the. The Martin, and so oh. I sat there for a couple hours with my little pellet gun and pellet uh, gun. <laughs> att- attempted to eliminate mm. uh, every time he tells us. Mm-hmm. But then they, you know, the the male found a new partner and they, oh, they went on and completed their business. Yeah, happily ever after. Well, uh, we, my daughter thought maybe it was a Cooper's hawk. She didn't know for sure. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, probably. she felt felt so sad. But her husband is a veterinarian, and he, whenever we would find a doe that would lose a baby or little fawn would die, we worried about that mother grieving. And so her husband always explained to us that it's different with animals and birds. They don't grieve the way we do, you know. So I will, uh-huh. I will tell her that that yes, she would find somebody else, and oh, that pro- yeah. probably it, now, probably it was a Cooper's hawk. And but there in Beeville, they also have the green jays, you know, from down in the valley. Green they were, huh. they have such a wonderful backyard because it has a, a lot of native brush and stuff around, and has so many different uh, birds. But purple martins, we were really eager for them to get some and. And it actually took three years for them to establish, for Purple Martins to establish there. Yeah, you know. yeah they're, they're unpredictable sometimes. Some, some people get them the first time they put the house up. I've had, I put up three new houses last year, didn't get a bird in them. They went back to my old bent-up houses. And, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, and this, this year it looks the there. same. Yeah, the sparrows used every one. There you go. Yeah. See yeah. They're more versatile. Yeah. Yeah, I think my son-in-law has the same idea, pellet gun. But then I thought, well, you'd shoot a hole in the house. But anyway, thank you very much. I'll tell her that they they don't mate forever for life. And I often wonder about that, too, for mourning doves. 
because I used to have a pair of morning doves that would come here regularly to the fish pond and drink, and they just made themselves at home. And then all of a sudden, I only saw one come, and I thought, oh, poor thing, she's by herself. But now I have a lot of them, so I know they're not lonely, so... Anyway, that's why they call them morning doves. Yeah, more morning, and when you morning hear their dove. call, when you, when you hear their call, it is a morning call. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes. So, okay. well, anyway, okay. thank, thank you. you. I, I okay. always like. Thank to you hear for you. the report. And call I us, love call us in again when you get some more uh, information or action. Okay, I love hearing you talk about the birds. Okay, thank you, guys. Thank you. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break while we do. Even when I'm crying about my uh, purple martyrs. You just keep bringing that starling. I know. It had an impact on him. It scarred him. 210-308-8867. All right, back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Millburgers works hard to make sure that when you come there, you know you're going to find the plants that grow well in this area. You're going to find the products that keep those plants healthy and happy, and you're going to find people that can keep you in the know with how to care for those plants. And right now, we're going to talk about some of those plants. Millburgers has a big sale right now on impatience and begonias because I'm going to put those two together because right now, They're priced to plant in mass. They're just 98 cents each for impatience in the 4-inch pot and 98 cents each for begonias in the 4-inch pot. And you can get a lot of them and plant them in mass and just have an instant boost of color to your yard. Right now, you'll find drift roses on sale at Millburgers in the 3-gallon container, just $18.88. You'll find Mexican heather on sale, fruit trees, and much, much more. Check them out at millburgernursery.com or come by and visit with Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. We'll see you there. I'm a scrumptious piece of yummy apple pie. What is that we're celebrating? Pie Day. Pie Day. Three point point one four. One four one four one four. So we need. We maybe we need songs about geographic stuff. Uh, all right. Do you want me to check the weather real quick while we have a few minutes? Or yeah, it's kind of depressing. Think, let me see. I got my. Oh, uh, okay. It's, go. Yeah. Test it out. Let me just throw this at you. Uh, 10% chance of rain. Oh, it's working really well. All right, hold on. Let me go see. It's going to come up on my screen in just a second. I think they're talking the highest is going to be 40% on Thursday. All right, okay. And warm temperatures. Oh, yeah. man. I hope we can't spread anything through the microphones. Oh, this is going to be miserable. All right, please put something protective plastic over your microphone, over your speaker at this point. Today, mostly cloudy at a high near 83 degrees. All right. Tonight, 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 4 a.m. <laughs> tomorrow, 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms, cloudy with a high near 77. Sunday, 20% chance of showers. This is killing me. 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms. I think that on spray, you're not, he's not six feet away. Yeah, you need to, you need to face, right. face I can see those little uh, droplets on this uh, Let me do this. Let me just jump to where, where <laughs> Tuesday night, a 40% chance All of right. showers and thunderstorms. Wednesday, 40% chance of showers right. and thunderstorms. Wednesday night, 40. Wow, all week. 
Yeah. 30% chance of showers on Thursday. Oh, good. A 50% <laughs> chance of showers and thunderstorms on Thursday night. All Friday, right. 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Wow. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll get, with all of that, maybe we'll get an inch. That'd be nice. More. Yeah, they, the blue bonnets are, uh, especially the wild ones, uh, are, are drying up pretty bad. Oh, okay. And the bloom period won't be very long unless we have some rain right now. Well, a lot of a lot of the wildflowers are just kind of just sitting, waiting. For yeah, yeah, waiting rain. for the rain. Yeah. And not uh, not a twenty percent rain. They need a thirty or forty or fifty percent. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, the uh, well, it doesn't matter what the percent is, just so it's an inch of rain. Yeah. So. <laughs> that uh, that's another advantage of. Uh, Containers, wildflowers in containers, you can water them. Yeah, which is probably and, why the ones in the containers right. that I had Absolutely. did better than the ones that Yeah, I, in the ground. So anyway, uh, we haven't mentioned Calvin's articles in today's paper, if you take today's paper. Uh, and the, he's got a very encouraging big picture on his column, article. It says, South Texas is the monarch's last destination before they die. That's kind of sad. That's an interesting... That's coming in the fall, right? No, that's now. That's now? Now, because every time when they lay their eggs... They die. That's it, yeah. That new generation then goes up further north, and they only live three weeks and they lay their eggs, <laughs> and then they go. Then, an, then another generation. So the when they get all the way up to northern areas in Ontario, yeah, that generation comes all the way back through San Antonio and goes back down to Mexico. But one lives one life. I yeah. mean, lived yeah. long enough to yeah. do that. Yeah, eight or nine months. Wow. And so it's a it's a really complex and and fascinating lifestyle. Lots of information on uh, the Internet. Uh, get the article and uh, look on plantanswers.com, too, because uh, I've written several articles in the past on on that lifestyle, and they're, they're archived on, on the uh, plant answers. Yeah. It says uh, aerate, and uh, this week in the garden, he says aerate and top dress the lawn to reduce compaction. And to improve water efficiency, gas exchange. Mm. Did you know that your lawn needed gas exchange? I didn't know. Sometimes my lawn seems gassy. No, okay. Uh, (laughs) The uh, and nutrient efficiency. The process is only effective. The only effective way to deliver organic material. To the lawn roots. All right, we got to say goodbye for today. No. Thanks to Calvin and Jerry, and thanks, of course, to you for listening. Plus, Al back at the station with all the great music and getting your calls on the air. I'm Milton Glick, going to say goodbye for today, but we'll be back at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road tomorrow. And, of course, you can listen on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer.